What's up, Mark? Episode 60. Hell yeah, Dirty 30 times two. I'm jacked up. So am I, dude. Pumped. I had a hell of a weekend. You had a good weekend. We got a hell of a guest. We got a guest. Oh my God. Like, if I was not jacked up for an episode, like, I am jacked the F up for this episode. Like, cars all the way up, Jack. We're changing both rear tires. Let's go. Putting on a couple freshies. We're going out there, starting on the pin. We're winning this song, bitch. Hey, the only one to win hot laps. New robber. <laughs> it's the Reaction Time Sports Podcast here with crew chief Mark Marhoff and my co-host, the Stacy Slugger. Mike on the mic. Mike Mueller back at it again this week. We didn't even think we we're going to be recording. No, uh, rained out yesterday, so recording a day late, you know, I got a rescheduled, so we're gonna, we're gonna let her rip. Oh, rain out. Well, podcast rained out, so. I think it was, well. Sneezed out. I was gonna say, let's, out. let's be honest. Mike had a little bit of a case of the sniffles. Yep. Got sick, canceled Monday, back on Tuesday, um, took a lot of cough drops. Voice sounds good, like always. Dude, it was a crazy Monday. Let's start with this. Facebook crashes all day weird can't post anything nothing can't check the feed whistle blowing i don't know i don't know what happened we'll never know talladega's getting ran on a monday monday bubba freaking wallace picking up the dub mcdoubles for everybody monday night football rain delay with a stadium that has a freaking roof roof Come on, man. I don't know. Doesn't make sense. What a Monday. And then on top of that, Mike's got the sniffles. Didn't record. But we come back at it on a Tuesday evening. All because of a certain situation that we're not going to give away. I was about ready to just call it. I was going to mail it in on Monday, which we don't have this week, unfortunately. So RTS Nation, don't worry. We didn't forget about you. We're thinking about doing it every other week. Here's the thought. I had I, I was getting some bids for some stuff around the house. I had school today. I had so much going on. I was just going to... I didn't know how you were feeling. So I was just like, you know, Mike, you just curl up with your banky, get some rest. That's what I was doing. And just, you know, we'll get back to this next week. But then you just dropped this bombshell news on me. Yeah. We got to record. I was like, oh, shit, fire up the microphones. We got to go. Let's do it. We got to go. And it's going to happen. I've done 60 of these things. 60. Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of memorable moments so far through 60 episodes of this podcast. Live and local from Schaefer, Minnesota. That's right. You blink, you miss it. On your way to the high banks of Cedar Lake Speedway or Super Speedway Resort Casino and Spa. An arena. I have had great times with Joe and Andrew. I've had great times with you. I've had great times with all of our guests on this show. But after the weekend that I had personally. Big weekend. What's all going down tonight? I'm fired up. 
Me too. I'm fired up. It's good. But we'll save all that for the RTS A main presented by TCBSP North. Let's do it. It's finally done. There is legit no more racing. None. There's nowhere to go. Nowhere. I mean, actually, you could. But we're not going to. You never know. Really? Uh, we'll see how the weather's going. Really? Uh, it's like start- a 99% chance no, but you never know. All right, so I should keep my bag just ready. Pretty much. Okay. Don't deflate the air mattress in the back of your truck just yet. Sounds good. Time four. Got you there. But before you got a case of the sniffles, how was your first official off weekend? It was pretty good. It was exciting. Didn't have to worry about anything. I rolled the car out of the trailer. It's still dirty, sitting in the garage. Threw it up on the stands. Haven't done anything to it, and it feels great. Doesn't it? It does. You just sit there and look at it and just be like, till next year, baby. Ah, remember that time? Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. It was a good season. I still got that playboy case of beer sitting on the hood really Sent a picture over to donahue said thanks man it's still got the hoosier wristband victory lane band around the visor there you go car just sitting there i might run them tires next year you know i mean they were good they, they still had some meat left on the yeah. bone no it felt good man when uh did a little bar hopping on friday my buddy scott brant the old ice man terry yeah labani yeah really yeah we both had to get all the way stitches. from texas yeah yep Jeez. came all the way up it was cool wow yeah, milk's way different down there. Some frosted flakes do taste different. <laughs> Let you know that. By the end of Friday night, we both had to get stitches on our thumbs, man. We ripped a lot of pull tabs, won a lot of money. It was a it was a good weekend. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I was getting I was getting uh, definitely filled in via the old uh, snap chisel, and uh, just sitting there, and all I had to do to reply back was "f you," middle finger, deleting you. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> block. Yeah, no, we were on fire. Uh, won a lot of money, so it was a good good Friday night. There you go. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yep, Saturday had a couple things come up. Had to take care of that. Missed the arriving drive. Hung out Sunday, watched football, got sick. Sounds like a solid weekend. Yeah, pretty much. No, it was a good weekend. How about you? What would you do? Anything uh, exciting? Well, let me tell you something here, buddy. <sighs> What's that? If you ever need someone to hot lap your hot rod or uh, start and park, give me a call. Why, you know somebody? Ah, uh, yeah, me. Oh, really? So the UMSS arrive and drive was Saturday at Cedar Lake. Yep. And I cannot, and I will say this over and over again, and I'm sure Johnny's probably sick of hearing it from me, about how thankful, how much I appreciate it, how it means so much to me that he trusted me with the opportunity to take his car, the, the badass 69S, out around the high banks of Cedar Lake Super Speedway Saturday at the arrival drive. You were ripping it from the videos I saw. The first time that I ever did it, you know, I had never been around these machines that much, so I was really timid. Right. Now that I've gotten five to six years under my belt around these things and had conversations with you, Johnny, Scotty, Cam, Blake, you know, everybody about you know what you guys do inside the car and how you drive them in certain situations and whatnot. I'm not saying that you know I'm not by any means blowing the doors off anybody. And I told Taylor this on Saturday. I was like, you know, shockingly enough, you know, I to kind of build my confidence. You know, all the i racing that I did last season during the off season in the winter, it how to feel it it was definitely different, but it helped. I bet. It really did. So the first couple times that I went out, you know, the the track was 
intermediate, kind of hit or miss, a little bit of traction still there, but it was slicking off. It's my favorite. Oh yeah, no, this you would have loved it. You would have loved it. Would have been good. I I come back in after the couple times and I test. I go to Johnny and I'm like, hey, you know, like obviously I'm not going at the pace that you guys do by any means, but it's just like when I go into the corner, like I can go faster, but I just feel like the car's out of control. Now that partially, I'm sure, was part of how I was driving it and right. had to do with the setup and everything because the setup in the car was still from where we left it from Legendary Weekend. It was set up free, right? So he goes, well, let's just do one minor thing. So we just tweaked the shocks a little bit. I go back out there and I was just like, okay. Okay, I can get this now. Flirting with the new track record? No, no. If you had a stopwatch, it probably I probably would have. You probably wouldn't need an hour. Stopwatch or a sundial? Sundial. Ooh, sundial. So, but no, I mean, I'm I am pretty proud of myself. I'm not trying. Like I said, I wasn't blowing the doors off anybody. I'm not saying that. Oh, hey, I'm hopping in a car in 2022 and gonna go make my rookie season campaign. You know, but. I kind of gauged it, and now I could have maybe blown the tires off of it for all I know. But, I mean, I did turn 5,600 on the deck. Whoa. So, I mean. big time. Well, you know, I mean, car got a little sideways a little bit, you know. You know, I was, you know, Ryan, a good friend of ours and uh, uh, past guest on the show, Ryan Buck, was out there, too. I went out there with him a couple times, and I actually positioned myself behind him to try to, you know, try to follow him and whatnot and just kind of see what he was doing but then you know you got other cars out there and right i was going faster than some of the other cars that were on the track and it's not my stuff i'm not about ready to risk the biscuit and it's just like these guys are you know they're up high then they're low then they're high then they're low and you know and that's all part of the arriving drive that's no fault to them it's just there was a one of the sessions i went out there i got stuck behind a non-wing and a wing that were just putts and then i wasn't i wasn't about ready to risk anything so i just tooled around them Right, no, I hear you. So what you're basically saying, if there weren't more car- other cars on the track, you would have just been banging the beadlock bolts off the wall. I would have tried. That's what you're saying. I would have, if, if I would have Mark known- the Rim Rider. That's right. That's why they call me the Grizzly Grinder. The Grizzly Grinder. Marlboro Missile ain't got shit. No, he doesn't. It's a terrible <laughs> name. The Grizzly Grinder. <laughs> but no, it was, it was definitely cool. It's an experience of a lifetime. I can't thank the UMSS and Cedar Lake for putting on the event because- you know, from Johnny's standpoint, it is the ultimate thank you to, you know, me for all the time and effort that I put into, you know, his program over the last four years. Right. Like I said, for him to trust me to do that, you know, it just, it shows a lot. You know, Johnny's always been a stand-up guy. He's always very appreciative of everything that I've done for him. And, you know, it's it's mutual both ways. I mean, they take care of me. I take care of them guys. You know, it, it's it's both ways. And like it was the ultimate thank you, and I can't thank him enough for that. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I want to do it again sooner rather than later because I feel like I want to push myself more. Opening weekend, Cedar Lake Speedway. You know, practice night. Well, yeah. If someone's got something to let me borrow, well, tell John. He's got to get ready for the season. Well, you also got to get ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to get ready for the arrive and drive in October next year. I know. I gotta protect my track record. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing that i will tell you about this is that once he made that shock change yeah the car felt 10 times better really it was stupid and what is cool about it is like you know i can't obviously there's a lot more things that because you guys been doing this for way longer and so you guys feel way more things to where i'm just getting the feel of it but like you know now from a crew chief standpoint like if he comes in and says something i can be like okay like i know what you're talking about to a point Right. And so that helps out in that aspect too. Oh, definitely. You understand a little bit more. Some of the best crew chiefs are crew chiefs are ex racers. 
Right. Because they know what you're talking about. They know what you're feeling. They can see the track. They understand a little bit of everything. But no, that's pretty badass. It'll definitely help out Johnny next year, too, with you getting behind the wheel. Yeah. Be cool. No, we definitely, uh, the 69S team is coming back with vengeance in 2022. Absolutely. So, but uh, definitely one more time, I'll I'll stop banging this record into the concrete. But Johnny, I know you will listen to this at some point when it's released. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. Experience of a lifetime. You are the man. I can't wait for next season. There it is. From Mark Meyerhoff. Hey, you pronounced it right. Hey, you know, I've been practicing. Hey, have you? Yeah, well, ESPN called the other day, and they wanted a little info, and I just, you know, gave them some stuff. But. Oh, where they called about my, uh, I put you down as like a reference. Yeah. That's what they called about? Yeah. So ESPN's like, really? Well, I don't know. We'll see. I didn't give it the best. I didn't know who it was at first, so I didn't, you know, I kind of. You didn't give me a good referral? I read, you know, bled through the lines a little bit. Unbelievable. Sorry. Unreal. I just. Unbelievable. Well, I saved their number for next time they call. Oh, thanks. So that <laughs> yeah. probably was the only time that they're yep. going to call. They're like, um, excuse me, is this Mark? I'm like, no, this is Mike. They're like, oh, his jet's parked in front of our jet. Can you <laughs> please have him move it? <laughs> I'm like, well, he's currently busy. That's the other thing. we got to worry about how we're going to winterize it. You know where we live? We live in Minnesota, right? Yeah. How are we going to winterize this thing? Well, we're going to need a bigger hanger yeah. for it. And then um, probably some mothballs. Probably. Or dryer sheets. Dry I don't know. Both. Probably cheaper. Both. I mean, do we want to use it all during the winter? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe just a random trick to like Vegas. Yeah, I mean, we could. World finals. Well, that would be fun. Well, something. Yeah, maybe not winter, as it. You never know. Yeah, we could both just want to leave it anytime. And it's half full of jet fuel. What are we going to do? Dump that out, make windshield washer fluid <laughs> out of it? Like, <laughs> we can't do that. Sell that for two ninety nine a gallon. Well, you never know. I mean, with all the salt and stuff they put on the road, we could. Hey, business idea. Yep business idea stop recording well that's enough about me yeah it is i know sorry it was my moment of glory it was it was great i'm just so happy dude i'm still jacked up i'm still like this sounds stupid but like the video that johnny got of me going around i just i sit in my bed at night and i just click play oh my gosh (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) you sound like the ice man after clay county the first year (laughs) just (laughs) sits in bed watches that video 1000 views 999 of his yep it felt good, man. No, it's badass, dude. It felt good. It's cool. It felt good. Well, besides me turning medium rare laps at Cedar Lake Speedway. There I was like mistake. <laughs> some other racing going on around the world. Yeah, there was. Should we get down to that RTSB main recap? All of that fun stuff? Heck yeah, let's bring up the suitcase race. Let's do it. It's the RTSB main presented by the Racing Insiders. The Racing Insiders, your one-stop pit stop for everything NASCAR, ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity, the Cup Series. Head on over to theracinginsiders.com to get all of their premium content and to stay up to date with everything going on during the season, especially with the off-season coming up very shortly and the rest of silly season to be determined. The Racing Insiders on Facebook, theracinginsiders.com. Daga. Talladega. NASCAR. Bubba Wallace. What? Rain shortened, picks up the win. I, you know, the only thing that I was a little disappointed about that is, you know, I had school today for work, and I went to McDonald's for lunch. You would think, you know, McDonald's, I saw somewhere that McDonald's has not won a NASCAR race as a primary sponsor since 1994. It's pretty incredible. Like, can I get, like, a free McFlurry? A free something McDouble? 
some a free small fry huge it, it, it's so dumb that they're not promoting it because it'd be, it'd be huge everybody'd be there it's like when kevin harvick went, gets a top 10 free blooming onion and the outback how much better does that get i don't even think he has it as a sponsor anymore no he used to but it was cool yeah he's not freaky fast anymore he's at subway Eat fresh. Healthy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, NASCAR Talladega, range shortened. Uh, they tried to get it in on Sunday. Didn't happen. Moved it to Monday. Range shortened. Bubble Wallace picking up his first career win in the Cup Series. The first African-American driver to win a Cup race since Wendell Scott. First win for 2311 Racing. I mean, it's pretty cool for that part. You know, Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, they have done a lot. Coming to a two-car team next year. Bringing on Kurt Busch in the 45 car. It's uh, going to be pretty exciting what they can do next year. Even yeah. though, I mean, it was kind of a, a free win. You, you know, you got to look at it. You know, there has been definitely in the past, there has been a lot of drivers that have gotten their sole, solo victories that yep. way. Uh, you, I mean, Justin Haley, same thing at Daytona. Yep. You know, same thing happened to him. Uh, Chris Buescher fogged out at Pocono. Yeah. That's how something you got to take them any way you can get them. Oh yeah, and, you know, and, it, and it's no knock on Bubba Wallace because everybody knows of all the turmoil around him from last year at Talladega, and we're not going to get into that by any means. But you take them any way you can get them, and like you said, it's cool for twenty three eleven. You know, and I remember having a conversation with Tim Shinion of the Racing Insiders, and his big question was, "Does Bubba get a win this season?" I said no. Just because new team, putting all the pieces together. And if it did happen, we were both in agreement it was going to happen at a super speedway because Bubba Wallace has shown that he has he's a pretty good speedway driver. Yeah, he's a good super speedway driver, like you said. And I, I think the same thing. I didn't think he would go out and win unless it was a fuel mileage race, a rain-shortened race, something like this. And technically, it was a rain-shortened restrictor plate race. And, you know, he picked up the win. So, I mean, like you said, you take him any way you can give him, you ain't giving him back. Nope. The the win is his. It's going down in the history books. Bubba Wallace, first career win, Talladega. And once you get one, it seems like they keep coming quicker. Probably. I don't think it's going to happen next weekend. They're going yeah. to the Roval. Nope. Going to the Roval, another cutoff race in the playoffs. A lot of people on the bubble right now. The oh. guy that everybody's looking at, Kyle Busch, only eight to the good going into this weekend. Pretty incredible. William Byron, Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick. Blow the cut line. Yeah. And here's the thing. Bell already won a road course race at Daytona. Yep. Bowman has ran good at the Roval. Yes. Byron has ran good at the Roval. Yep. Harvick. Mm, you just can't count them out. You can't. Nope. A lot of things could get shook up. Yes. This weekend. It's going to be a heck of a race on Sunday. Yep. Tight along those interchanges in the, in the infield there. It's very tight at the Roval. Oh, it's going to be wild. Chase Elliott blew it through the, I don't know, turn one into the fence, then comes back, wins it first year. Yep. It's going to be a heck of a race. I don't care what anybody says. Oscar's dead. Blah, 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 blah. Fine. Whatever. Think what you want. Be a darf. I don't care. Hate NASCAR. I love it. It's what I grew up on. It's where my roots of racing, my passion for racing comes from. I don't care. I'm excited for the next gen car. I'm excited for this weekend. Let's go. Same here. Don't care. Couldn't have said it any better. What is a DARF? Dumbass race fan. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. What? Never. Are you serious? Never. DARF. I would have never asked if I didn't know. That's all like, like, so. I'm you, like, yeah, you dumb DARF. <laughs> yeah. 
See, you know, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, sprint cars, they take so long because they don't have starters. And Darf. No, that's normally a stock car racer, a modified or late model. You no, know what we call them? We call them spam racers. Tin on the outside, chicken on the inside. Duh. We're yeah. just kidding. No, we're sprint cars. We're not pushing flips. We're not doom buggies. <laughs> we are fire-breathing sprint cars ripping down the cushion and dusting off the infield tires at your local racetrack. Don't be a Darf. Terre Haute, Friday night, Chris Windham, eighth win at that racetrack. Big half mile, flat. It is a wild track. Big Daddy, eighth win. Then they go to Lawrenceburg for 10K. Kevin Thomas Jr. picks up the win. His teammate over on the midget side, the Petrie guys, Emerson Axum's in the BC 39 car. That kid is going to be good he's gonna be good oh my god leads 36 of the 40 laps through the middle on like an eight inch strip of tack and blows a right rear uh coming to the line with three to go that heartbreaking that is heartbreaking he has had a heck of a year what he's done this year in the midget ranks and then in the limited schedule that he's done with that 39 bc in the usac it's incredible i'm telling you man Kids, good. Yeah, these are the best of the best. Nobody goes into USAC and wins and, you know, kind of does what they're doing. He's doing it. He would have won. Even KT said it. He goes, I had nothing for him. So right. he, was, he was gone. Yeah, shout out to Emerson. He's been quick. He's been a lot of pretty much all my pool picks. <laughs> so in the midget side and even in the sprint car side. But it's the only reason why I had a good Indiana midget week. Right. No, kid's good. And, uh, it's going to be exciting what he can do next next year because i'm sure he'll be full-time going for rookie of the year in that 39 bc that's what i was just gonna ask i mean you know with what he's got going on the midget side and whatnot is he run both again next year does he concentrate on a midget run part-time on the usec does he go full-time usec run for rookie of the year part-time midget like what do we see him doing i mean i haven't seen any announcement out of that yet no i haven't either i mean who knows if they'll stay with petrie and run midgets or go claus and marshall for both teams i mean only time will tell but more than likely be full-time USAC sprint car. That makes me excited. Yeah. Kid's, Kid's good. good. So good. Didn't uh, Brady Bacon try flying to the moon again this week, this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. CJ Leary got into him from what it looked like to me. Leary oh. drove it down in there, and Bacon was already committed. And Did another not care. huge skyrocket flip for Brady Bacon. Right reared all day long. Was there something going on before that between those two that we all missed? Or just Larry was like, I'm sending this in here and I do not give a shit. I have no idea. That was a big flip. All CJ Leary's fault in my eyes. No, it sucks for Bacon. That was a big flip. Big, big flip. But the cut got the car back out and he uh, rebounded to a fourth place finish. And that's what champions do. Yes. They rebound like that and stays on the point lead. KT's still second. They head out west. Arizona. California. They're on, out the year. They're on the West Coast swing already? Yeah. Well, there's no more races in the Midwest, but they're going out there. They got a couple of USAC midget races this coming weekend. They also got the champ car, Silver Crown cars, finishing up at Toledo on Sunday. Toledo. Cody Swanson, one-point lead over rookie Logan Seavey going into the final race. That should be good. It's going to be really good. I'm really excited to watch that race. 21 cars pre-entered. Not a very good car count, but it is asphalt. Everybody's making a field. Yep. It's going to be, uh, be a good race to watch. Hopefully, CV can do it. I mean, it's cool to see Cody Swanson do it. He's already made all this history in the USAC with the champ cars. But for a rookie to come in, CV, he's proven himself. Three wins. Indiana Sprint Week. He's a previous midget champion with USAC. Um, be pretty cool to see him win the championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be good uh, good racing coming up with, uh, with the USAC guys. Yeah, speaking of champions, Brandon Shepard locked up the World of Outlaw Late Model Championship. Pretty much go. just got to show up to World Finals the next weekend. 
done deal. So that's his his third consecutive for the last five. So wow, yeah, it didn't start off too hot, but they picked it up through the you know mid season and picked up another championship. Not bad. Red Clay Classic, Ashland, little local action. Yep, big race up there. AJ Demo picks up the late model win, followed by. Pat Doerr, Jimmy Mars, and Jimmy Mars Jr., Sammy Mars. Sounds like a lot of Western Wisconsin in okay. that. <laughs> a lot of MB custom cars. No, they were quick. Uh, modified, Sebraski. He's been lights out this year. Super Sacks, Terrence Spacek, local kid from up there. So cool for all them guys to win. B-Mods ended up raining out. So really, really bad deal for them. Spend two days up there and not even get to run your feature. So. Pretty much it for around here. Terry McCarroll won the finale down at I eighty. T Mac his third win in three weekends. So running a three sixty, ran against his kids and Ryan Timms, who picked up a win a couple weeks ago at Houston. Kids fast. He's young. He's going to be a name that we'll be hearing for a long time. Oh yeah, no, he's definitely coming up the ranks. Got a chance to watch him out at Houston and had a decent weekend out there. Yep, he runs the one of the Chad Boat midgets as also with Power Eye here and there. So. No, it'll be wild. Power Eyes finishing up their their championship. Bryant Wiedemann and Brent Cruz battling for that championship. So that'll finish up and be pretty interesting. Both them kids get a huge future. A lot of series racing coming to an end for 2021. Pretty much is. With Soda Times ending up here, we got the Fall Classic at Ogilvy next weekend. Thursday practice, Friday, Saturday racing, and then the following weekend up at Superior for the last Wissota National Points race. So it's uh it's coming to a close quick. You know, Mike, when you won the legendary 100, you won about what? 750 bucks? 750. You know, I know it'd be a little better than that. A couple more zeros. 75,000. 75,000 would be nice. National Open, Williams Grove, World of Outlaws, PA Posse going at it. What all happened over the weekend at the Grove? Kyle Larson picked up the win Friday night. No money. Really, really looking good for the Triple Crown. Be the third person to ever do it. Doug Wolfgang did it. Donnie Schatz did it. Larson was going in that weekend hoping to do it, and he picked up the win Friday. Was looking good. Saturday, not so much. Qualified bad, started deep in the field, rallied to an eighth-place finish. I was really pulling for young money. I mean, if you want to talk about a season, that a driver in a hole, and we've talked about this a thousand times, you're going for the Triple Crown, in the wing sprint car he's already killed it in the late model he's killing it in nascar yeah i mean what next it's just incredible hopefully he can pick up the cup championship and he's got some work to do he does he took a big hit after digging sitting a couple above the cut line i think he'll be all right no national open saturday night brent marks draws the pole wins the dash Checked out on the field. Looking good. Looking good. Trying to pick up his second national open. Dives in there a little too hard. Gets into the back of a lap car. Tries to do a 360 and spins her out. 75000 down the drain. I think it would have definitely been his race. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy that's got laps at that track. Yeah. Uh, a PA posse guy. Yep. You know. They would have claimed him. But you got to get around that lap traffic. Yeah, just misjudged it. Really hate it for him. I like Brent Marks, big fan. And, you know, Logan Short inherited the lead. And he was kind of checked out. And then he kind of messed up in lap traffic as well. Pedaling through him and not paying very much attention. And um, four to go. Carson Macedo drove right on by him. Yes. Yes. Picked up the National Open win. Big win for him. 
pretty badass. His first crown jewel win, biggest win in his career. So pretty cool. If you go back and look at it, he picked up the win back in May at the Grove. Yep. The Morgan Cup. First day at the Cup. Uh, he's historically struggled at the Grove. Yep. Biggest payday of his career, yep. 75K. Yeah, really don't get any better. Maybe one of the reasons why we're so freaking jacked up on this episode, because guess what, folks? Carson Macedo is your RTSA main feature tonight on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. And we got to call him and talk to him and hear about his national open win at Williams Grove Speedway. It, dude, it's going to be awesome. We cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview that we got with Carson. That'll be coming up on the A main. But you guys know you guys know the drill. We got to get out of the B main. Suitcase race is done. It's, it's done. over. RTS B main wrapped up. Presented by the Racing Insiders. You heard it here first. Up next on the RTS A main, presented by TCB Speed North. It is the driver of the number forty-one, Jason Johnson Racing World Outlaw Sprint Car. Carson Macedo. Can't wait for you guys to hear this. Great interview with Carson. You can hear the energy. He's still amped up from that victory at the Grove. Very good interview. Huge thanks to him for taking time to give us a shout and talk about his win. Absolutely. All that and more coming up right after this. Carson Macedo up next on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Mike on the mic. Mike Mueller, driver of the 87 Lightspeed Equipment Sprint Car and co-host of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Tune in and find us on all your favorite podcast apps today. It's a main time here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Showtime. Presented by TCB Speed North. Head on over there. Get a hold of Rob Cahoe Jr. Find him on Facebook. Give him a call. Get all your race parts. TCB Speed North. Proud sponsor of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Amen time. Let's do it. We're going outlaw. Yeah. National Open. $75,000 winner. Carson Macedo. Join us now here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast, driver of the number 41, Jason Johnson Racing, World Outlaw Sprint Car, Carson Macedo. Carson, thanks for coming on the show tonight. How you doing today, man? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, doing pretty good. Just uh, getting through the week here and getting ready for Port Royal this weekend. Heck of a weekend for you out there at the Grove, man. 75000 richer. That was a heck of a drive. Heck of a weekend, man. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It was a huge win for the team and... You know, everybody's pretty fired up and uh, just really excited to win a crown jewel event like that. Obviously, uh, a race that was at the top of the team's list and Phillips' list as a crew chief and uh, definitely one that was at the top of my list as a driver. So we're definitely still on a high and just excited to uh, hopefully keep that momentum rolling. Yeah, huge win over at Williams Grove and then picking up the Tom Charleston Classic a couple weeks back, you know, hometown. That had to be pretty amazing as well. Yeah, it's been a world one of a month. Uh, we're definitely, you know, very thankful for it and not taking any of it, any of it for granted. But, you know, to win the Skagit Nationals up in Washington and then travel down to California and then, like you said, win the Tom Tarleton Classic, which is 
my family and the people that, you know, originally put me in a world of outlaw or in, a, in the position to be a world of outlaw driver, gave me an opportunity to drive a sprint car at the beginning of my career, you know, in front of a hometown crowd with fans and family and just a lot of really good people there. So, uh, to win that event and then turn around, uh, not even a month later and, and win the national open at Williams Grove is, yeah, it's just been a surreal month, uh, really, really cool events to win and just happy for, uh, for my race team and for Philip, Clyde, Nate, they work really hard and they deserve, you know, big wins and, uh, you know, big paying events like that. So we're just happy to, uh, you know, to have speed and especially at a time of the year where things are kind of winding down the championship means a lot to us. So, uh, although Brad has a pretty hefty lead, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to put ourselves in the best position to finish the best we can as a team. So, uh, it's good to have speed and we're just happy to, uh, like I said, just try and keep that momentum rolling into the next few weeks. Uh, you, you talked about it yourself already. Big win for you, big win for the team, big win for your, uh, for Philip Dietz as well. Um, you have also uh, attributed that you know you've had some struggles at the Williams Grove Speedway in the past, and you had also uh, you did pick up a win back there in May and everything. But Williams Grove has not always been a kind place to you. Uh, talking about this weekend, what was the difference, and especially with having Philip Dietz as you know your crew chief and lead mechanic on your car, you guys have done whirlwinds this season as well. What was the difference this time going to the Grove? You know, Williams Grove is just a really tough place to get around. It's so unique compared to the rest of the country. You know, I feel like most of the racetracks that we race at are wide and sweepy. And, you know, Williams Grove is just so different and unique because of the fact that it's such a paperclip. None of the other racetracks that we race at are that way. I mean, it's got really, you know, it's a half mile, but it's got really long straightaways. So, you know, it races like a quarter or a half mile down the straightaways, but then, you know, quarter mile type corner. So that just, is unique you know as a as a driver i think that's why you know the pa posse has so much success there uh just because when you run that type of racetrack every weekend you know you get your car really good there your setup really good there and a lot of those drivers race at that racetrack week in and week out so they're tough to beat you know and they they put on a good show every time they race there so you know, as a driver coming from California, you know, I had never really seen anything like that, uh, you know, those attributes and the way the track is shaped and configured. So, you know, I just felt like it was a big challenge early in my career that, you know, first couple of times that I went there, uh, I didn't do very well with the All-Stars. And, you know, tra- that transitioned into the World of Outlaws my first two times that I, I think, raced at the Grove my first year in 2019. You know, I barely made the show and then ran really, really bad. So, you know, leaving the place, it was pretty frustrating. But I will say, you know, it made me want to do better there. It made me determined to get better there. And I do feel like throughout my time at KLR, I was able to progress and and get better at that racetrack, but never really was in contention to win World of Outlaw races yet. You know, we, we ran inside the top 10 a couple of times and, you know, we're hard charger and things like that and won a local show. But, you know, ultimately winning with the world of outlaws is where I wanted to be and, and would was, you know, the ultimate goal. So, um, you know, getting in the 41 car and Phillip is such a good mechanic and has such a good package there and was successful there with David gravel and, you know, won races there with, with Jason. And, and so I, I felt like, uh, 
you know, he helped me a lot just getting acclimated and comfortable at a place where I had never really felt very comfortable in the past. So, um, you know, his race car is just quite a bit different. The first time we raced Williams Grove this year, I remember hot lapping the car and thinking, wow, like this is much different than anything I've ever drove here. And it just got me comfortable right off the bat. And, you know, we've, it doesn't really necessarily mean that we've been perfect there. We won the first night there at the Morgan Cup, and then we struggled actually the second night, tried to make changes to be better, and, you know, weren't quite as good. So, you know, we went back there and we're okay, and then in the middle part of the year, and then, um, you know, that first night of the National Open weren't really very amazing either. The first part of the night, and actually, Philip, you know, he just, he just does what he does best. You know, I tried to give him the best feedback as I could. And, you know, he 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 made some changes to the car right before the B-Main uh, Friday night. And luckily it paid off. We were really good in the B. And then we were able to start 22nd, a feature and run to 10th. And so leading into Saturday night, I felt like we had a better package. And, you know, Philip worked really hard over that night, thought of the things that he could do to make the car better, you know, throughout the course of the night. And uh, he just did a great job, you know, and, we're, we're lucky enough to have a fast enough car to be in contention to, you know, win the race. And, you know, luckily I was able to uh, get the job done. So I feel like it was a team effort and we're just really happy. 75,000 and the national open, which is such a prestigious event at a track that's very, very tough to win at, especially against a field like the national open that we saw with, you know, 50 cars and, and some of the best drivers in the country. No, absolutely. I think you nailed it right on the head there. You and uh, Philip have definitely made a heck of a one-two punch over there at Jason Johnson Racing. You guys have had an outstanding season so far. Uh, talking about, uh, you, like you're saying, an outstanding field there at the Grove this weekend, especially against guys that run there full-time like the PA Posse does. When you have these uh, races where it's World Outlaws and the PA Posse that are coming together for these shows, what's it like down there in the pits and what's it like racing against these guys? Is it pretty tough? Is there a lot of animosity? Is there rivalries? Like, What's it like racing against those guys? Uh, I mean, I would say that the fans pump up the rivalry more than we do as drivers. You know, it is unique. It's it's cool to be there with every time we go to Williams Grove for the most part, especially in the National Open, there's always a pack, you know, grandstands, a lot of people in the pit area, um, and just a lot of people in the infield and merchandise and all that good stuff. So I feel like, like I said, the rivalry is more with the fans. They, they really get into the posse outlaw thing. As far as us as drivers, I mean, we all want to win. At the end of the day, whether you're a World of Outlaw driver, PA posse driver, you're there to win the race to make 75 grand and, and you know and put your name in the record books as a national open winner so ultimately you know as much as there is a rivalry between the outlaws or the pa posse as a driver if i'm running second i don't care if it's a world of outlaw driver or, or a posse driver i, I want to win i want to pass them you know obviously it is cool at the end of the night to say you know the outlaws swept the podium as a world of outlaw driver i of course i would probably rather see that but you know, at the end of the day, we're just there to beat everyone. So uh, it is cool to see the fans get so involved and engaged in that rivalry. And I do feel like it's really good for the sport. Um, and it is entertaining because, like I said, the, the posse is they're good. They, they race there every week. You know, their cars are in tune with that racetrack. They're very good at that racetrack. They don't make many mistakes, you know, between Lance and Lance DeWeese and, and, and Anthony Macri and uh, Danny Dietrich and 
TJ Stutz. I mean, there's a list. The list goes on. There's there's a lot of good drivers that could have won the race Saturday night. So I think it makes it entertaining, and I do uh, think it's really good for the sport. So, Carson, we're up here, our normal track is Cedar Lake Speedway, and you ran a couple of seconds there earlier this year. How was that, you know, weekend for you? Yeah, I mean, Cedar Lake was great. I I had a lot of fun there. I, I was a little bit disappointed to run second both nights to Brad, especially leading the entire event the first night, yep. uh, and then getting passed with a green-white checkered restart. So that was a little bit disappointing. But, you know, at the end of the day, those those are the races that, you know, you look back on and, and, and you're disappointed about. But those are the races that make, you know, winning so special. So it's not easy to win races. And when you do get beat late in the race like that, like, you know, I'm sure as a competitor, I can understand how Logan might have felt the other night. Uh, but it, but it, you know, burns fire in you, and it makes you want to be better and come back and win. And when you do win, it's special, and uh, that's why you don't take those wins for granted. So uh, I, I do enjoy Cedar Lake. It's a place that I feel like I've always ran pretty decent at. And you know, although it wasn't wins two seconds in a row, uh, was a good run for for myself and JJR. So. Uh, ultimately that's what we're trying to do you know we have a lot of people involved in jjr jjr is not a although philip and brooke do on the team and they are sole owner um there's a lot of people that are involved in jjr's sponsors that actually make the race team go so uh, we want to do a good job for those people so ultimately that's uh what we try to do every night yeah, losing those races on green white checkers are the worst. But like you said, you know, beating Logan on basically a green white checkered, I mean, makes up for it. You also got ten World of Outlaw wins, picked up wins at Volusia, Williams Grove, Knoxville earlier. You swept in May and Odora with the Joker's Wild, and then the Sunday race. Which one of those had to be your most favorite win? You know, besides the the money payout of it. It's tough to pick a favorite win of the year. I mean, I, obviously the National Open being the biggest pain event and such a historic event. Is, is very high on the list. But, you know, other than that, I, I would say, you know, I always wanted to win at Eldora. Um, I had never won a World of Outlaw race at Eldora. I never won a race in general at all at Eldora. And it's one of my favorite racetracks, if not my favorite. I'd say probably Knoxville and Eldora. Um, but, but, you know, I never won a race there. And uh, so to win a World of Outlaw event there this year meant a lot to me. I told Phil at the beginning of the year that, if there was a racetrack I wanted to win at, it was at Eldora. And, you know, he said that his ultimate goal was to win the National Open. So uh, I think we, you know, crossed a couple of things off of our list for each other. So uh, I do like Eldora a lot. I feel like I've been really fast there in the past with KLR and just never been able to get a win. So uh, to win twice in the week, uh, both prelim nights for the Kings Royal, unfortunately they weren't the $175,000 payouts, but – they were right. two World of Outlaw wins at Eldora, and uh, we're definitely really happy to win those races as well. About eight races left to go in the World Outlaw season. Currently setting third in the points, about 142 back. Brad Sweet and David Gravel sitting there in second. Uh, what's it going to uh, take down the stretch here to, uh, you know, like anything can happen. I'm not saying it's over, but anything can happen. Uh, what's it going to take coming down the stretch here for you and the JJR team to uh, hammer down and uh, move your way up these standings and uh, still have a crack at this championship? I think it's going to take executing the way that we did Saturday night. You know, Ultimately, we're going to continue to execute what we do every day. You know, The process is important to us. So uh, Philip and Clyde and Nate are 
going to make sure that they prepare the race car the best that they can, make sure that they, you know, cross their T's and dot their I's, and that they continue to put a race car on the track that finishes races every night. There's a lot to be said about that, what happens at the shop and, and out on the road and parking lots. And, you know, they do an incredible job at preparing the car and uh, making sure that everything stays together. So I would say that's probably a priority number one. And then as for me as a driver, you know, I just need to, you know, continue to finish races and finish races uh, on the podium and in the top five and, uh, you know, do the things that Brad's done the whole year that's put him in the spot that he's in. So, like I said, although Brad is quite a few points away, we haven't given up and, you know, we're definitely going to put our best foot forward to put good results together to hopefully, you know, be in a good spot wherever wherever we land at the end of the year we just we're gonna know that it was our best effort we put our best foot forward and uh, ultimately the results are gonna be whatever they're gonna be right on man well definitely we're pulling for you over here i'm gonna fan out for a second and say uh you are my favorite outlaw driver that's currently on the tour so uh that's my little fan out moment for the sec for so when we were at Cedar Lake watching you, man, and we've seen it coming down the stretch, man. I, we were I was cheering for you as loud as I could over there on the front stretch. Same here. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that. Thanks, guys, for having me on. It means a lot that that you say that that I'm you know at the top of your list, and I I really appreciate that, and you know thankful for you guys for being fans. No, absolutely. Like you said, you know Cedar Lake's our home. Uh, we run our series up here with our non-wing sprint cars and everything. So, you know, you are the guys that we look up to, man, and uh, we all aspire to be you guys one of these days. Yeah, well, thank you very much. You guys uh, enjoy your evening, and uh, like I said, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. We'll be looking to uh, talk to you down the road, and best of luck to you uh, this weekend at Port Royal. All right. Thank you very much. Carson Macedo. Pretty cool insight from his win last weekend. Like you said, get the insight from his – race is you know his win on saturday and just a little insight from hey this is what philip Dietz wanted to accomplish this season and this is what i want to accomplish this season and and they've checked all those boxes off yeah they checked a lot of boxes i mean they're third in points going into eight races left 10 wins they picked up one of the crown jewels i mean all the boxes are pretty much checked you know depending on the how i mean like i said anything can happen for the rest of the season there's still eight races to go yep anything can happen but i mean if we're truthfully looking down the road I'm excited for 2022 for this team. It's going to be good. Ten wins. I mean, hope you know, all you can do then is hope you back it up. And I think, you know, like you said, we lost a couple at Cedar Lake, lost a couple here. You learn from it. They'll be winning more. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No. He's got a lot of momentum. He had a heck of a month of September. That roll has already rolled into the first week of October. Yes. A few races left. World Finals the first weekend in November. Look out. 41 teams coming. Yep, it's going to be a good end of the year for them, guys. Absolutely. Like I said, we cannot thank Carson enough for taking the time out of his evening to join me and Mike here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. That's going to wrap it up. A RTSA main presented by TCB Speed North. It's time to head on over to Victory Lane because out of all of the Renegades, one series had two races left, and they had to get it done, and now everybody's done for the 2022 season. Done for the year. Let's head on over to that RTS Victory Lane presented by Mueller Jewelers. Mueller Jewelers, the official diamond company of Reaction Time Sports. Gary and Carrie 
Mueller Jewelers, family-owned, family-ran for almost 30 years, locally owned in Chisago City, Minnesota. Head on over there, open six days a week. Mueller Jewelers, the official diamond company of Reaction Time Sports. Our friends to the West, the Western Renegades, the last two nights of a fantastic season for them guys out there. They got a lot of races in. Man, it's crazy. And I've already talked to Miles. And kind of just some of the insight that I'm getting from him for next year. It's yeah. going to be that and maybe more. Wow. Them guys, they're doing it right. Yeah, they are. A lot of races, a lot of different tracks. Looks like a lot of fun. Absolutely, Miles. You keep on doing what you're doing out there. Yep. Like we said, two nights, Dakota Speedway. Ross Cummins with the sweep Friday and Saturday. Taking home the checkers. No better way to end the year than a win. Heck no. Nope. Not a bad way to do it. Ross had another spectacular season. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. Ross, good guy. Good driver. More than deserving. Drove the wheels off of that machine. Brought home the checkered flag. Yeah, good looking car. Saw the pictures on the RTS Facebook page. That's right. We get all your updates. Head on over there for all your uh, Renegade Racing and updates. Yeah, good looking car. Always looks better in victory lane. Absolutely. Because you want to know why he was a feature winner of the week. Yeah, he was. Presented by thedukesuperstore.com. Oh, yeah. Promo code? 87MM. Oh, yeah. For? 25% off. Champion Racing Oil. Oh, yeah. Get it. Limited time only. Oh, yeah. While supplies last. Oh, yeah. And if you do order that. Oh, yeah. Use qualityfreightrate.com to ship that oil to you. Oh, yeah. Through thedukesuperstore.com. Oh, yeah. Check them out. Oh, yeah. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. And the World Wide Web. Oh, yeah. www.dukesuperstore.com. Oh, yeah. If you think about it, that's the last time that we can do that until next season. It's kind of sad. I'm going to miss it. I'm not crying. You're crying. We might both be crying. Ah! You know, the victory lane portion of the show, you know, during the season is so much fun because we get guys from all across the Renegade Racing brand. Right. Northern Renegades, Western Renegades, the UMSS, the Mid-American Racing Series. And we've gotten guys from all of those series that have come on to give us little either snidbits about how their weekends have gone and their wins. Uh, we've gotten a lot of background on a lot of these guys. Yeah, a lot. Uh, and it's a good way for these guys that are doing this and pouring their heart and soul into racing weekly with whatever brand that they race with. And get their name and their story out there. And, you know, if we can be an outlet for that, I mean, that's that's what we're here to do. Yeah, absolutely. Learn a lot of stuff about a lot of different people, stuff you didn't know. And, it's, you know, it's it's pretty badass. It's pretty cool. No, it's definitely cool. And that's, you know, and that's also another opportunity that the offseason also provides for us. You know, we want to get those 2021 recaps. We want to hear how the seasons went forever. Even guys that we even hadn't hadn't had a chance to have on the show just because of whether it's been scheduling or if, you know maybe we weren't able to rip an episode. Th- these guys, we're going to get them in here, and you're going to hear their stories. They're going to they're going to give us a little background on how their season went. They're going to give us some background on where they started racing because you know I would say 80 percent of the people that have raced a sprint car did not start in a sprint car in these series. No, we all started somewhere else. Kind of you know migrated here, and it's a uh, everybody's got a story. And we look forward to hearing more. Absolutely. And I think that's why to cap off the 2021 season for the Renegade Racing brand, our four-wide salute will go to the Renegade Racing brand, which is the UMSS, 
the Northern Renegades, the Western Renegades, the Mid-American Racing Season, and I swear I always butcher this, Shinamaquan Renegades. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to everybody that do what you do and for us. You don't have to do it, and you take time out of all your weekends to come run a series and do what you do and so we can all race. So a big thank you. Absolutely. Drivers, crew, officials, owners, whatever. Everybody. You guys killed it. Yeah, thanks a lot. 2021 was one for the books. It was great. Definitely was. 2022 will be here sooner rather than later. Yep. It's going to be big. It's going to be brighter. It's going to be huge. You know, I would I would like to guess that, you know, after last Saturday's Arrive and Drive, and I think I already saw one post about this on the UMSS page. I mean, that's already confirmed. One new driver. Oh. Uh, making a traditional debut in 2022 now i don't know which with brand i'm gonna assume the northern renegades well, that's good um not too sure i mean not to speculate but i it's my assumption if it's with the umss even better yeah another car to add to the field you know i know there was a lot of people renting out wing cars too so you know more growth in the wing series more growth in the non-wing series and it, you know the stuff like the umss arrive and drive is what helps with the growth of our sport it does. I mean, there's so many people that got to jump in a sprint car for a hundred bucks, make ten laps that you never got that chance even five years ago. So pretty incredible. I wish it was around a long time ago when I was racing modifieds and B mods because I would have definitely gave it a shot. Absolutely, would have been awesome. Well, and that's why Reaction Time Sports. We are the proud official home and exclusive podcast of the Renegade Racing brand. Couldn't yes. be more proud. Nope. Yes, we are. Find us. On your favorite podcast app. Absolutely. Make it happen. All right, man. Well, it's been a hell of an episode. It was good. I got to talk about my driving experience. Yep. It was a blast. I still can't get over it. No, you did great, man. Ripping laps. Close to that NTR. One day. (laughs) One day. time. Yep. Not for me. If I did do it one day. Man. I'm getting $2 in Slugger Bucks. Hell yeah. Let's go. Carson Macedo, man, thank you so much, man. I just, I'm, I'm fanning out. I can't help it, man. You're number one driver, dude. Your number one driver, John Lure, got to drive his car last week. Yep. You're in the, you're behind the wheel of the RTS 69s. Hell yeah. Then you call the guy that you were wearing his hat for the last five six years, Carson yeah. Macedo. Hell yeah. Right now you're dropping the two KLR hat. Hell yeah, dude. Great episode. Great weekend. It was Killed great. It. it was great. Money in the bank. Absolutely. It was good. No, it was definitely good. I think uh, this will kind of kick off uh, the season to uh, driver recaps, driver reviews, and previews for 2022. You know how it all goes down. We cannot do this without the help of all of our wonderful sponsors, like the Lenhart team at Codewell Banker Realty, Mueller Jewelers, So Sports, Sky King Designs, Taylor Jolin Photography, The Racing Insiders, and TCB Speed North, DukeSuperstore.com. We can't do it enough without you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thanks a ton. Yeah, we can't do it without you. Go back and find all 60 of these wonderful episodes with me and Mike and the Mike, the Dink, the Boom, Sports, Racing, you name it. We got it. All of our wonderful guests. Find us on your favorite podcast app today. Search Reaction Time Sports Podcast or find us on the major ones, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Search it, find it, tune in, download, like, share, follow, subscribe, all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know. Hell, after this week, we might have a Snapchat and a TikTok. I don't freaking know. 
Yeah, like them all. Click them. Like them. Follow. Everything you do helps us. Thank you. No, we definitely appreciate everybody. Mail it in Monday. We'll be back next week. Don't worry, RTS Nation. We did not forget about you. Submit those questions. RTS Facebook page. Feels like this is our last episode, but it's not. I know. I really... Well, it's because it was at the end of the season. No, oh, I know. It's good. We got a lot, lot to look forward to. A lot, lot of big and up-and-coming things. Yeah. All no. winter long. Yeah. I mean schedule maybe start leaking out all sorts of stuff's gonna be happening new cars new rides new wraps new wraps oh that's a great time i love new wraps usually right after chili bowl gets me going oh yeah yep Yep. chili bowl season's coming that'll be good don't worry folks just because the racing season's over me and mike we're not leaving you we're not we'll be here reaction time sports podcast we're out of here see ya You still here? It's over. Go.